Welcome to the Tailored Life Podcast, the one and only fitness and nutrition podcast that goes way beyond just training and nutrition and helps you create a life by design. I'm your host, Cody McBroom, and today we have part two of the Tailored Life Apparel Podcast with my business partner, Andreas. So in this podcast, we're going to dive into six specific questions around personal development and business, and we are just carrying on the conversation from part one. So if you haven't checked out part one, click the link in the description and go check that out. If you are not following Andreas or Tailored Life Apparel on Instagram, both of those handles will also be linked in the description to make sure that you can go follow them and consume content there as well. So, without any further ado, let's get into the Q and A. We got uh, we got six questions, so we'll go back and forth. We're going to answer some like uh, just personal development, business style questions we put out on Instagram. We picked a few each, and uh, we'll kind of run through them. Do you want to you want to go first? Sure. Uh, so the first one was, in your opinion, why do most people fail when going after a goal? Man, I, I think uh, there's there's obviously a there's always, it depends. And then there's like, mm-hmm. there's different reasons, but, um, we just touched on the why. So I would definitely say like not having a reason behind it would be the first thing I would want to tackle. I think that if I, I see a lot of people, if we're just talking goals in general, I don't think this applies as much to business mm-hmm. because very rarely, like, uh, like what I'm about to say is that people set goals for the wrong reasons. They mm-hmm. set goals because they think they should, or that they think other people will like them if they right. accomplish it, or, right. well, this is what they did. So I'm going to set the same goal as them. I think it's very rare that people do that with business. Right. I've seen people do it to the point where they get into nutrition coaching, for example, because that is their passion, but then they will shift their business model because they say, mm-hmm. well, so-and-so did it this way and says right. that this is the best way to do it. So I'm going to do it this way. Right. And that's not always the best thing to do, but for goals in general, whether we're talking about business or marriage or fitness or anything, I think a lot of times it's, it's setting goals because other people essentially have set those goals or you think they want you to fulfill that thing. Right. Right. And you, you essentially set the goal for the wrong reason and there's no purpose behind it. There's no why behind it. So you truthfully don't even really care about it. And I think that um, the why behind it is very, very important. And I'm going to give it a a really good example of this. And this is very fresh. And I haven't even, I was actually planning on doing a whole podcast on this because I haven't even publicly said that I'm quitting, but I'm not going to do the powerlifting. And so I I literally just started talking about it. I just had my coach on the podcast and I am having fun with it. And I like the idea of doing the powerlifting, but I jumped into a goal for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. Like I really started, like I kind of started having mixed feelings about doing it. Uh, over these last couple of weeks and my knee, which I've had two surgeries on every time I squat above 250, 275, I can feel it, man. Right. And I'm like, oh, dude, it is not like it, it. I watched the video and I'm like, I'm easily handling that load. But during the moment, I'm like, this is not like, right. I'm, and if I tore my meniscus and had surgery again, because I'm just like, fuck it, let's do a part of me. I'd be so mad at myself. Be be stupid. Right. So I was like, okay, I'm either dropping out or doing just deadlift only. And but I don't think I can switch because I already signed up for the competition. So I just have mm. to back out. But point being is I'm like, okay, like if I'm having these feelings and I'm getting nervous and I'm like, I'm not going to go all the way on it because I might hurt myself. I'm not going to go do it and half ass a fucking competition right. and embarrass myself. That's just, just stupid. Yeah. Right. Then I would just, not even because of what people would see, but the fact that I would know that I just half ass something. I could right. have spent that time and, and energy into something else. Mm-hmm. And so I started kind of looking at it. I'm like, why do I want to do this? And it's like, I think, people will think it's cool. Like I, I see guys that do powerlifting on Instagram and stuff that own business. I'm like, it's just dope. When I see a dude deadlift fucking 600 pounds right. and he like 
does powerlifting competitions. He's super, like, I think that looks cool. Do I really give a shit? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. I could care less. Right. And while I'm training for this powerlifting goal, I'm still constantly thinking about, am I doing a volume to build my biceps? Like, mm-hmm. how, does my, how are my lats looking? Because I care more about the bodybuilding right. side, right. which I'm not training for. Right. So, like, my why was all screwed up, right? And then as we were talking mm-hmm. yesterday, all this travel mm-hmm. that's been popping up with the mm-hmm. different weddings and stuff, I'm like, man, like, now I got, like, uh, a travel right before and right after the meet, <laughs> one a few weeks, uh, one a few weeks before and one a month or two before in the middle of prep, right. like, the business is growing pretty rapid as the new year started. I'm mm-hmm. like, what do I truly care about? Right. I care about my business mm-hmm. and I care about other training aspects, feeling and looking good. Like, why am I doing this? So I set a goal for the wrong reason. I set a goal because I thought it would look cool to other people, right. essentially. And, and I also thought that it might be something cool to document for business purposes. Right, right. But even that, like, that's still not a good reason to potentially hurt myself, pay money, and try to get super... It's, it's You put it on the scale, right? Like, is it worth it? It's not. And right. so... I quit and I feel totally fine with that. And the funny thing was, (laughs) is I was like voicing this to Shannon. I'm like working through it and I'm like, kind of like, well, you know, I'm kind of thinking this, I'm not saying anything. And she looked at me, she was like, you just don't really give a shit, do you? (laughs) And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, it's okay. Like nobody's going to hate you if you don't give a shit about a powerlifting meet. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't really give a shit. Going back to having that person that just one comment or one question that just makes it all make sense. Yeah. Do you really give a shit? And the other part of it too is, you know, like as, as you're training, like your, your joints all over, even my right. shoulder, everything. I mean, that's just part of it. And so like, I've, I've talked to a few people who have done powerlifting meets and the, it's kind of like when you're about to have a kid and they're like, oh, have you started losing, or like you just had a kid, have you slept oh, right, yet? Right, you know, right, right. they're like, oh, your joints hurt yet? <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, oh, they're not it's aching yet? Like, it's just part of it. Right. And I'm like, man, like it, it hit me the most when I was up in Blake's toy room. She wanted to like dance and she likes me to pick her up on my shoulders and dance. And I was like, my back's killing me, girl. Like, I just did heavy squats. Like, I'm good. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I'm not going to stop dancing with my right. daughter because of this shit. So, yeah. point being is I think people fail their goals, first and foremost, if they don't have a good why behind it and if they don't set the goal for the right reason, which is tied to that. And that's mm-hmm. exact example of that. And you have to have that audit to be like, why am I doing this? Right. Because if you don't care about it, and mind you, as I'm searching to see why I don't care about it, I found out a bunch of other stuff that I do care about. Mm-hmm. And I can spend my time and energy focusing on goals for those things instead. Right. So that would be the first one that I would yeah. hit on. For me, it's, it's and again, using it more like in a universal context, right? I just think there's not enough clarity, mm. right? And I think obviously we can kind of piggyback on what you said, right? Clarity on the why, clarity on, you know, is it really for me? Is it for somebody else? Um, and then dude, there's so many times where people kind of, it's not that they don't want to right? They just don't have the clarity or the process in place to actually keep going, right? And and jokingly, you know, I've got some clients that they love like journals and like, you know, like planners and stuff mm-hmm. like that and fancy ones, right? Like color-coded and, I mean, to the nines. And there was one in particular when she first came on, she's like, I probably have like 15 or 16 of these in my closet somewhere because <laughs> I go buy it every year. Mm-hmm. It's super cool. I fill it and then slowly it dies out. Yeah. Right. And again, it's not that she doesn't want to continue. She just doesn't have the know-how to continue. Yeah. You know, perfect analogy. Even if we're going to throw in like the fitness side, it's like someone that is just using random programs that they find on the internet, right. To lift, but there's no plan in place. They don't know exactly know what they is that they're trying to do. And maybe the plan or the, maybe they do know, but their program they're using has nothing to do with that because they don't know. So it just comes back to the clarity, right? Like you can't, you can't train that way for six months and be like, 
can understand I'm not, you know, I don't have enough muscle size and all that. And you didn't really go about it the right way to get there. Yeah. It's not that you didn't want to. You just didn't have the clarity or of, of the process of how to go about it. Yeah. Right? So for me, again, in a more universal context, I would say it's the clarity. And, you know, for, for the coaching side of things, it's always, you know, I'm trying to do this. You know, have you had any clients that have had the same, you know, maybe you might be able to help me. I mean, it's like, yeah, I've, in general, yes, I've had clients that have had that same issue, but until I know about you and what it is that you want and what it is that you're willing to give and what it is that you're willing to change, all that, we can't have that, you know, we, I can't prescribe or write down the process of how this is going to be for you. Yeah. Right. So again, in a universal context, I would just say it's clarity, clarity on what it is that you're really trying to get out of it. When do you really want it? Yeah. Honestly. Right. Because sometimes you have the way to get there. And if you stop along the way, it's always checking yourself, auditing. I mean, do I continue to fail because I truly don't even really want this? Yeah. Right? Like, I'm not willing to put in the necessary work to, to achieve it. When you set a goal, you should always lay out a what, why, and how. Mm-hmm. And if you go through those, you'll you'll know if it is for you or if it's not mm-hmm. and what it's going to take. Like, what mm-hmm. is that process? You'll have that And clarity. ask that, like, more than one time. Yeah. Right? So, like, in my case, with the powerlifting thing, I knew what it was. I thought I knew why, but I really did not know how. Like I like when it came to how I'm like, I've done this forever. You just I'm just gonna keep lifting right. more specifically. Right. But I didn't think of how that was gonna play out. Like right. how much because there's a tapering process. So like am I okay with my workouts actually getting longer? Right. No, I'm not because right. I'm not gonna sacrifice work, which I care about more, to be honest right. with you. So like the how, I could have just like went through it a little bit more deeper, mm-hmm. got more clarity on the process mm-hmm. and immediately been like, this isn't for me because right. I don't care enough, you right. know? Um, and, and same thing with like the whole, the whole journaling thing. Like, dude, I have, I have so many journals in my closet and like, I'm not exaggerating. You can open them and they are from front to back. Mm-hmm. But it's because I know what works for me. Mm-hmm. I need a list and I've bought in different journals, but all the ones I buy always have a section for gratitude. Mm-hmm. They have some kind of affirmation, like I will this, or I am this, or like some kind of thing that I can kind of tell myself. Mm-hmm. And then it's like top three to five tasks for the day. And then a random notes page. Right. So if I can write like gratitude, a powerful statement about myself, and then like my big three key things, the notes section, I can just put like miscellaneous tasks or reminders right. or whatever or notes. But like every journal I have is basically that. Right. And I just cycle through them because mm-hmm. once I figured out what works, and it could be redundant, yep. but it works. Yep, exactly. Right, right. Um, yeah, so I, I would agree. I think that's those are the biggest things for why people don't actually um, accomplish their goals. Right. Uh, next one is, are you always on go mode? Do you ever have moments or days that you feel off and unmotivated? Yes. <laughs> I mean, a, resa- a resounding yes. Um, but I think, it go again, it goes back to understanding that there's different seasons, right? There's there and you know, in business generally forecasting is a huge thing. Yeah. Right. You can't if you don't forecast, if you don't know about numbers, if you don't and even just your daily habits, if you're not checking those auditing like we've repeatedly said, um you can't be surprised if something sneaks up on you. Right. Now obviously yes there are things that, that pop up and weigh heavily, whether it's someone getting sick or, you know, mm-hmm. things like that that just emotionally take a lot. And more on like the subconscious level, right? Because if, if we don't have that process to check in on all those multiple different levels, you know, the emotional side, the mental side, the physical side, you know, am I, am I eating right? All that. Um, you will one day wake up and be like, man, why do I feel this way? And I don't know why. Right. Um, and if you are checking those boxes and you wake up and you feel that nine times out of 10, it's very, very easy to figure out why, right? Like 
again, even if you're just journaling, right? Like if, if you just found out somebody in your family just got recently diagnosed or something, and obviously you felt bad that day, but you've had so many things going on and you wake up one day, it's still subconsciously there, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're carrying that weight. So now it's, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Right. And it's just actively, I guess, being active in finding out what those things are and knowing that there's a limit of what you can do, right? In that, in that specific situation, using that as an example, um, but making sure that you're doing it consistently, right? So yes, there are days where, you know, you feel run down. Um, for me, it's more on the emotional side of things. Um, because obviously I have certain things that I want to check off myself, mm-hmm. um, and always putting other people first, right. Is always the struggle, right? Like, yeah. like how do I go back to what it is that I want to do for myself? And, you know, and, and it's not a knock on all the people that are, that I put in front of me, right. Because for me, that's my own decision. I'm, yeah. I'm fully aware that I'm doing that. Right. But in those moments of feeling low or feeling tired or feeling that you you kind of just want to not do anything or think about anything, right? Like you have to go all in on that feeling too. Yeah. Cause it's, again, we're human, mm-hmm. right? Like I can't just be like, Oh no, slap out and like snap out of it. Like I got to like, no, I'm a yeah. human, I'm a human, but I also have a process of how to like go all in on those feelings yeah. to where it doesn't last longer than it needs to be. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there's gotta be a part of you that knows, I guess I can't speak for you, but I would assume, cause I know this is how it is for me. Yes, you choose to serve those people, and that's like, you know, Mm -hmm. you put those in front of, like, your own needs most time. But part of that is your own personal fulfillment as well. Like, for you to feel your best, successful, fulfilled, you have to do that, Mm -hmm. you know? So, it's like like that whole idea of being self selfishly selfless, Mm -hmm. right? Like you act Mm -hmm. selflessly, but it's, there's also a selfish fulfillment in that, which is fine. Right. And, and it's the, it's the makeup. Yeah. That's who you are. Right. And I always, you know, I use the analogy of like, you're, you're, you're a bunch of puzzle pieces put together. That's what makes you right. And, and again, a puzzle could be your, your intentional walk with nutrition, with, you know, your faith and all that. Right. But there is a big puzzle piece of selfish, Mm -hmm. right? Like you, like, these are the things you do because it makes you feel good. Yeah. Whether it helps you, whether it helps Trav, whether it perfect, but it makes me feel good. Yeah. Right. So for me, the putting people before me, that's that puzzle piece. Like that's what makes me feel good. I know that, yes, there are things that I want to accomplish for myself, but the feeling I get from helping somebody else is greater than the feeling I'm going to get if I do something for myself. Yeah. But I know that. Yeah. Right. And so many people struggle with that. And so many people see it as, again, we go back to the norm nowadays of like, like, you know, you can't help others without helping yourself. You can't, you know, you, you, you can't pour from an empty cup and that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But again, that's what fills my cup. Yeah. Right. So yeah. You, I, I can't knock you for putting other people behind you unless it's in like in an unhealthy way. Right. right? <laughs> and right. Now you're not eating. You're not like, it's like, okay, now we got to have a conversation. But the majority of the time, as long as you're 100% sure of who you are and what makes you up, these things are just part of what makes you up. Yeah, I agree with that. I think I'll echo a lot of that. And then on the unmotivated part, I'll just add to it and see if you have any differing thoughts. But like, I know a follow-up question would be like, how do you, like if you, if you are unmotivated today, mm-hmm. how do you mm-hmm. like, okay, so we, we've, a, you know, we figured out that this is who I am. This is what I'm supposed to do. These are like, this is what fulfills me and mm-hmm. my role, but I'm unmotivated to do it today. So like you said, there's times where, and this is why I intentionally, like for me, like 
it's as simple as smoking a cigar on my back mm-hmm. deck by myself listening right. to music. And I make it intentionally music because then I'm not like scrolling or anything. Mm-hmm. I just want to look at the trees, listen to music by the fire, mm-hmm. like by myself. It could be five minutes, right. you know, but like sometimes that's like me checking out for a little bit mm-hmm. so that I can like avoid mm-hmm. that to a point where I'm like, I need to just get away from everybody, 100%. you know, but there's like, there's always those points where like, I'm unmotivated. Do I snap out of it or do I like pull back for the day or do I mm-hmm. not do anything? And I think for me, this is why I rely more on discipline. And I tell people you need to do things that are hard in order to get disciplined because I, I believe that 75% of the time you should not literally snap out of it, but you need to have some kind of course correct to get you motivated. And a lot of times if you can do something which requires discipline, because if you're unmotivated, you don't want to do anything. Mm -hmm. So if you use your discipline to take action on one little thing for your day anyway, it's usually a snowball effect, right? right? Once I do one thing, check it off the list, I want to do more. And Mm -hmm. if somebody's like, if they say like, what happens if I don't have motivation to go to the gym or I'm just not feeling or I'm tired and get sleep? Hey, go foam roll. Just go stretch. Mm-hmm. You know, that's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. By the time you get done spending five minutes there and you already drove the gym, you're going to work you're out. You're going to do something. I guarantee right, right. But like, usually in my opinion, that's the best thing. Unless like, obviously if shit's burning down, like, yeah, sometimes you do need to just check mm-hmm. out and be like, I'm going to take the day. Mm-hmm. But at least 75% of the time, I would say like, you need to have that discipline to get you back in. But yeah, oh, 100%. But again, I think one thing to reiterate that you said is you have to have one, you have to recognize that you're unmotivated, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, whether it's you're unmotivated or you're just tired. And, again, if you go through just a basic checklist, have I eat? did I eat good yesterday? Did I sleep good? Right. right? So a lot of times that's – it's like it's so blurringly obvious of why you feel tired. It's not that you're unmotivated. You just feel tired mm-hmm. and you haven't slept. That, that's, that's all it is. Um, but there, you have to have that follow-up process of, okay, what am I going to do, right? Yeah. And – Sometimes that type of discipline can get us in trouble, right? Because we we don't know how to decipher what it really is. So we're just going to push through. We're going to push through instead of taking a step back or two steps back and really analyzing the situation. Again, this goes back to the auditing. Like if you you have to figure out what your audit checklist is to know what it is that's triggering you to feel a certain way, mm-hmm. right? So for me, in the coaching side of things, it's always going back to man, what makes you up? Like literally what makes, because that's the only way that we're going to be able to connect who you are and where it is you're trying to get to. And without that genetic makeup, without that trauma makeup, without your experience makeup, I, we have no, we're literally just shooting, see if it hits. Mm -hmm. Right. But when unmotivation hits, I would say it's easily, honestly, probably even like 80% discipline, 85% discipline. Yeah. Because so many times we're so quick to just be like, oh, like I just, I need to take this day off. Yeah. Because I'm overwhelmed. But you don't even know why you're overwhelmed. Yeah. Right? And sometimes you people, for instance, even using training as an example, they take training off because they feel tired when training's really what could create that snowball effect. Exactly, yeah. Right? Yeah. But you don't even know. So, again, you're just kind of shooting in the dark, hoping something hits. Yeah. Because you haven't figured out your audit process. And once you, I know it's easier said when you're a competitive person, but even, like, once you start doing this more, it gets easier because I know for mm-hmm. me, even, like, the crazy part of my brain goes – I'm not mo- motivated right now, but I'm going to beat that shit. Like, right. if I start doing it and I win, like, that fires me mm-hmm. up. So it's mm-hmm. easier for me to snap into it because I'm just like, I just, I want to win. Right. Like, I always want to win. Right. Um, and, and the other part of the question was, are you always on the go? Or are you always yeah. going? Are you always Yeah. Are you always on go mode? Go mode. Um, I, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. basically. I mean, I think it's just like, it, I think that's more of a, 
I don't want to necessarily say personality type in the standpoint is like you can't become that person mm-hmm. because if you find things you're passionate about and you start learning your why and stuff, like you might become that. You might have that trait. But like I think depending on how big you want your being to be, like mm-hmm. being as in yourself and who you want to become and everything, I think it just kind of requires that. Mm-hmm. I think there's – I mean there's obviously different elements of it. Like I said earlier, like I'll be sitting at home and I can't sit still. Right. So there's personality traits that I can't help some mm-hmm. how my brain works. But I mean, it, like we were getting ready to go to Costco and you're like, yo, I'm swinging by. And I'm like, the fuck is this guy doing out here on a Sunday? After I was just Being like, Claus. yeah. And the funny <laughs> thing about that one too was like, I, I ordered those TLA shoes and mm-hmm. I was like, I can't surprise him because I need to ask him a shoe size. Right. Thank God I did. Shaq, <laughs> 14. Not even near. I'm but. like, I don't know if Chuck Taylor makes these, bro. <laughs> but like, so I ordered these. I'm like feeling good about it, you know, like and. They're like taking time, right, you know. Right. I just got mine in the mail. This motherfucker brings TLA bicycles to my house. <laughs> like, God damn it! One up me again. But like, that's what he's doing on Sunday. Why? Right. Because that he's a go giver. He had like that's his purpose, mm-hmm. you know. So it's, uh, I think there's always thing, especially when you're a business owner. There's always things to be done too. Mm-hmm. And when you, uh, this is actually why I got prolific tattooed on my back because what it means is to produce. It means right. you're fruitful. Right. And so to me, the idea is like, I'm a type of person that is always going to produce. So like my day is spent, my day is a checklist. Even mm-hmm. if it's on the weekend, like I asked Shane last night, I'm like, all right, what do you want to get done on Saturday? Mm-hmm. Cause like I take it my responsibility. I'm like, I'm gonna make sure you get that whole list done. Like right. let's, right. let's go through the checklist, you know? Mm-hmm. And I enjoy checking shit off. Mm-hmm. I enjoy producing results and getting things done. So I think right. part of it is I carried in and out of business, but um, when you're an entrepreneur, I think to an extent you just, you just you have, have to, to be that way. Yeah. Stuff's got to get going. done. So yeah. yeah, I would say we're both like that. Uh, ooh, let me see. From a leader's perspective, how do you create buy-in from those below you? Mm. Um, that one, I think I have a few different thought process on it. Um, I don't know if we were recording when I said this about the role model things or not, but like one of the things is being a role model. And I think that to create buy-in, you have to lead by example Mm -hmm. and also be able to create the result that you're essentially promising the team or Mm -hmm. whoever you are leading. Right. So um, an example of this in my own staff is that I like the reason this podcast is called tailored life. And the reason why we started pushing the tailored life apparel, like as the name was because the idea of, of tailored life is like creating a life by your own design, right? Mm -hmm. Living it on your own terms, having freedom uh, financially, but also like spiritually, emotionally, like it's your life. Like you should design it the way you want. You should Mm -hmm. be happy every fucking day. Mm -hmm. And uh, you live that way. You have Mm -hmm. created your own life. So it made sense. But one of my goals, goals for my team is to help every single individual live a tailored life right and like i show up as this individual and i'm like hey i have a beautiful home beautiful family i drive the cars i want to drive i have this like dream business that everybody doubted because how could you be wealthy and successful doing that for a living right let me show you like i make my own decisions you know Mm -hmm. and in like a lot of the things that i thought were not possible i proved were possible even small things like i can't be a successful business owner, be covered in tattoos. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck it. Let's get covered in tattoos and try Cause I, that's who I am right. and I'm going to do it. And so as I started doing these things, I'm like, that's what I want to create for my team because mm-hmm. I've never been in a position working for somebody else that I could do that. Mm-hmm. So can I be the first to create a coaching company that does that for these people right. underneath me? And the answer is yes, but I shared that. And that's my point with this answer to this question. I share that with my team. When they come into town, they come in my home. 
and I show them where I live. I, I share these things with them. Right. I give them opportunity. I'm showing them how I'm creating opportunity. And my whole purpose behind it is not for me to make more money. It's for me to create opportunity so that they, each one of them can live a tailored life. Whatever that is for them, because that's ultimately... So somebody on the team might want to uh, spend all their money on traveling constantly right. and working remote for their clients. Cool. Cool. That's yeah. you. That's you. But I want to be able to provide that. And you always talk about creating like a bigger table, right? right? More seats on the table. Right. Well, if we create more seats on the table, that's kind of the same aspect to right. me, right. right? To me with that is like, uh, sorry for the UPS guy in the background, guys. <laughs> Those are actually our drawstring clips. Oh, perfect. So uh, <laughs> we're, we're stocking up right now. Um, but the, the idea of creating that for other people, the only way that I can lead them and get that buy-in is if I show them what that is. So mm-hmm. if I was like, number one, if I doubted myself, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't share it because right. I don't want them to have false hope. Right. I have zero doubts about it. Right. Number two, if I didn't really have that passion or that, that desire, I probably wouldn't share it either because mm-hmm. I would probably create some like false illusion so that I could just selfishly right. get what I wanted. But instead, I started the year sharing with them exactly what I wanted to create for them right. and showing them what it's going to require from them because I, I'm very transparent about it too. I'm like, hungry mouths get fed. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not like, I'm not, cre- I'm creating, I'm giving the opportunity, I'm supporting you, but you still got to take it. You still got to take it mm-hmm. and you got to do the work. So I think being a good leader to me is, is one, living the life and practicing what you preach. I've, I've played every single role in position of the trainer, the online coach, the nutritionist, the online trainer, the client, the business owner, the right. content creator. Like I've done it all, the sales guy. So now I can stand here and show them what it can lead to and how we can do it better, how I can make it so they don't have to do it for 12 years like I did. They can do it in three instead right. or whatever it may be. Um, but by showing up as that person and then showing them exactly what my goal is for them, what my role, like what the future is, that why, painting that picture, I think that to me is like that's the best way to create the buy-in. Right. You know? And it's the right. same thing if, if somebody wants to lose fat, I'm going to show them exactly how that's done and what mm-hmm. that looks like and the, the vision of them 20 pounds lighter. And if I can get them to visualize themselves 20 pounds lighter, now it becomes real. Mm-hmm. So if I can vis- get them to visualize what a tailored life looks like to them, becomes real right. and now I can help them get right. that. So when it comes back to the why, mm-hmm. right? It's again, again, and I, and I think <clears throat> this is where I don't want to sound redundant or we're sounding redundant, but so many things feed off of each other, mm-hmm. right? Like, like there's, there's, I've always said it, right? Like there's, there's a formula that makes every person up and very, I mean, I would say a small percentage, it only defers on like one or two things, but everything else is, consistency habits showing up right like knowing what it is you want going after what it is you want mm-hmm. everything and then the the couple of the pieces that are very individual because obviously it's just you want something totally different than me and that's okay um but when leadership <clears throat> i would always <clears throat> sum it up in something that i heard years ago <clears throat> and it was do what you said you were going to do when you said you were going to do it mm. right and <clears throat> because for me that's the ultimate like one level of respect but two, I can't ask you to do something I'm not willing to do, right? I can't ask you to be punctual if you're not going to be punctual. I can't ask you to, you know, be hungry when I'm not hungry for it or, or even sharing, right? And, and we can even throw the word clarity in there, right? So, so many times in an organization, employees just don't even, they show up and do work, but they don't even know what, like, what the goal is. Yeah. They don't even know what we're really trying to shoot for, mm-hmm. right? And the communication, because it's not clear, that's where the frustration comes in, right? And sometimes in an organization, people can feel that they're literally just showing up doing work and they don't know where, what even we're shooting for. What are we going after, yeah. right? Um, but from a leader standpoint, you just can't ask somebody to do something you're not willing to do Yep. at the end of the day. And I don't care 
if you've been in business for 30 years or not, it like, it doesn't matter, right? Yes, you do kind of fulfill a process and have people kind of take over. So you're not doing certain things and so on. Then that's just normal growth. But at any given time, you should be able to step in and do something that the company requires you to do, whether you're the owner or not. Yep. Right. So for me, again, in a <clears throat> more universal uh, way, I would specifically just say you have to show up and be the person you want your employees to be. Yep. That's pretty simple. Yep. Right. And so many times we try and make it harder than it really is. Right. We think that, you know, like with the gifts and, you know, the appreciation stuff. And it's like some some people would rather have you present every day and at least understand what it is that we're doing and why. Yeah. Then all the the, the bonuses. Mm -hmm. Right. All the all the extra stuff. Yeah. I think a, a part of that, too, is is like um, doing not just like showing up as that person, but also like don't forget, like you have to be careful with this. I, I had uh, I didn't have horrible experience but i've had bad experiences with this so i've been very intentional of like if i put something out here if i say like i will do something for you or i'm going to help you with something or like i'm going to help you accomplish like it's going to happen mm -hmm. you know if i know the timeline i'll tell you if i don't know i'll be honest with you but mm -hmm. like that transparency and like follow up <clears throat> or follow through like that's key mm -hmm. and the crazy part is that like again like tying this to other areas of your life sometimes you do it more so in a, mm -hmm. one area than another right, because right. you you shouldn't do this, and I made this mistake, but creating a hierarchy of importance. So, like, if I tell my team, hey, I'm going to do this, I'm going to create this for you guys, to me, the the importance of that is extremely high because this is, like, paycheck, livelihood, all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. I'm like, I'm going to make this shit happen for you. But when my wife asked me to poop scoop or do dishes, I'm like, it's fucking dishes. Like, I'll get right. it later. It's not that big of a deal. Right. But I did clearly say I will do X, Y, Z. And it's the meat, like that stacks, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, it was a, it was kind of like a tough pill to swallow for me when I, when something uh, important not too long ago came up and I was like, yeah, I'll take care of it. And yeah, she was like, it. but can I really trust you to take care of it? And I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't you? And she was like, Cody, <laughs> right. you always say you're going to do stuff right. and you don't. <clears throat> and then you take offense to it. Yeah. And I was like pissed. Cause she was like, you do, you know, for the business you say, so you like it gets done. Right. But like, there's a lot of things, you know? And I'm like, fuck, I can't, I can't tell you you're wrong. <laughs> right. Right. But again, like I had my big epiphany mm -hmm, this, mm -hmm. I was like, uh. And then it became a game. So I was like, I'll take care of it. And she like, gave me a look. I was like, okay. Watch. <laughs> I came home one day and I was like, yo, I called the car dealership, got you an appointment for this. I set up this. I, I figured out this. I changed the bank thing to this. Called grandma, got that shit settled. Like, she's like, oh, damn. Like, next day, boom, boom, boom. And then I started, like, getting fired up about it. I was right, like, I'm going right. to start. Bring me more just tasks. Just doing it. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, like, in this small stuff. But, like, right. I, I, I looked at it from a different perspective. I was like, I want her to be able to rely on me no matter what. And I want Blakely mm -hmm. to see her relying on me. Mm -hmm. And like, I've always felt that with the team, but I didn't feel that there because the things that I wasn't following through with were like small things to you, to me. Mm -hmm. And they, they end up outshining the things that were big that I was taking right. care of and doing because there's way more of these little things. Right. Well, and again, it goes back to now we're thinking we're putting the weight of importance on according to our scale, not yeah. to the people that actually want it. Exactly. Right? And it's the same thing with, you know, at home with us, right? Yep. Like, for me, it, it it honestly got down to like a simple question when I was asked, like, hey, can you do this, right? To respond with, do you need it done now? Yeah. Because, yeah, I'll do it. In her mind, it's going to get done today. Yeah. And then the next morning, one of two things, either one, she's already doing it because mm -hmm. <laughs> she already told me to do it. Yep. And then I'm sitting there like, well, why, well you said you were going to do it, but you didn't do it. Yeah, but I, I mean, I know you need it done right then and there. Yeah. Right? But again, it's just you find out and obviously you learn from your mistakes, right? And whether it's ongoing in, in business and relationships, whatever, 
it's an ongoing experiment of how can I, one, keep tripping over myself, yeah. right, and not committing the same mistake, but it has to be communicated, right? There has to be clarity in, you need me to do something perfect. You need it done now, or can I do it later? Can I do it tomorrow morning? Yeah. Um, and, but still, it has to get done, Yeah. right, at the end of the day. Guys so, are terrible with this. 100%. Terrible. 100%. I remember talking to you about that with, like, uh, what time are you going to be home? Right. And it's like... You know you're not gonna be home in 15 minutes. I'm like, yeah, I know, but like, well, right, I said, like, right, I'm, right. I have no idea, no idea. Right, right. There's like certain guy responses that are just that just get you in trouble for no reason. 100. Uh, and like you know, right? Yeah. We, I remember, I remember that conversation. You're like, man, I know I'm not gonna be home by five. Yeah. I don't know why I keep saying I'm gonna be home by five. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's five oh five. Right. Yeah. You're like, yeah, say five fifteen and right. show up early. Right. Five oh five, which is yeah. late. Or just say because usually you are home at five. Right. It's like that's not like with me now, honestly, like. All jokes aside, like I usually text when I'm leaving the office, right? Like I'm heading home. Yeah. But I also, in my mind, it's like I'm heading home now, but I also didn't say I got to stop here. I got to stop here. Yeah. <laughs> so then an hour later, it's like, I thought you were heading home. What yeah. happened? Oh, I was stopping here. And she's like, oh, well, I, you know. And yeah. again, it doesn't seem like a big deal to me, but maybe she was planning a dinner, maybe, you know, yeah. something or a surprise of some kind. And mm -hmm. now I essentially just tripped over myself because yeah. I didn't communicate. But like, I think acceptance of that and, and owning it is really important for people listening. Like I, uh, I actually apologized to Shannon about this and I realized it because I made a joke about it in the group thread with the guys. And I realized mm -hmm. like, man, I was being a dick. Mm -hmm. It's funny, and Shannon laughed, but I appreciated the apology, and it was when we had the, the ice thing. I told you about yesterday when I fell. Because mm -hmm. the guys in the group there were like, it was just like one after another. Yep, I fell. I fell too at the <laughs> office. I fell right at home. I fell getting in the car. Like, it was just like mm -hmm. we all fell. And I said, like, I fell, and then I basically blamed Shannon. Because, like, she was like, <laughs> right. well, be careful. And then I slipped, fall on my ass, embarrassed and turn around and go, get in, shut the door. What are you doing? Get inside. <laughs> As if she pushed me or something. Right. And she was concerned. So I was like, hey, I was being an asshole. Yep. Like, I don't know why I did that, but <laughs> right. I did. Um, all right, let's uh, let's pick one more each, and then uh, and then go from there. I'm gonna go with uh, how do you know when it's time to start a new uh, business endeavor or career change? So when do you know when it's basically like time to take the leap? Man, well, I I definitely think it's very like individualized, mm -hmm. right? Um, and. Again, it goes back to as long as you know what it is that you're trying to achieve, for instance, with you with TCM, right? It's like, okay, you know, when we started talking about the apparel company, you wanted to, you know, start doing the apparel company. It was more of, okay, we had the vision of TCM, right? Can we get it closer to, not obviously the end goal, because you're not going to wait until you reach the ultimate goal, especially because we know that the goals could be changing every yeah. year, right? But it was at least being able to take an audit and say, you know, if you're going to need more time, invested on something else, right? So is your, the time that you're going to require to do something else, can your current business take it, right? And the nine times out of 10, it's just delegating. Yeah. It's just having somebody, but you also have to have someone to kind of go through that checklist with you, right? Okay, let's just say we're doing this over here and then something happens over here. Who's taking care of that? Are you still taking care of it? It's Travis. Who, I mean, who down yeah. the line is, right? And they're really just contingency plans. But the first one is, is the current business, the current endeavor, whatever it is, is it in a healthy place to be able to have you be removed from? And I say individualized because, you know, you can start a business and be involved 5%. Yeah. Right? So it's very, again, individualized to what that next endeavor is. What is it going to take from you? Are you the only one? Are you doing everything? Right? 
And does your current business, can it handle you removing yourself for, let's say, 20 hours a week? Yeah. Right? And, but big picture, it's your current business, your future business, and all the other responsibilities you have, right? Yeah. Are you a dad? Are you, you know, obviously, if this is for a guy, if you're a dad, if you're a husband, because the last thing you want to do is something is going to sacrifice time. Yeah. And yes, there is a temporary amount of time where you, Everything gets sacrificed because there's a certain push that has to be met, right? Yeah. But can you sustain that for an extended period of time? Yeah. And if you can't, and if the answer to some of those questions is, man, you're kind of playing with fire or, you know, it's a big risk. Now it's just putting it on the scale and saying, am I willing to risk this for that? Yeah. And if I, even if I do have a contingency plan, right? Am I willing to risk not being at home at five and now at six yeah. for, for the next month or whatever it is. And yeah. what is that going to do at home? Or work on the weekends or whatever. Or work on the weekends, right? Yeah. And now, if it's a business or it's an endeavor that checks all the boxes, then you might not even feel like it checks all the boxes, right? But again, it's going back to the audit. Do you have an audit of what it is you're asking to get a snapshot of where you're at and where you're trying to go? And is there some type of connection there with what you're going to sacrifice to get there? Yeah. I think that... Only thing I would add is if like there's times where either a it's it's a time based thing meaning like I don't have time to wait for the perfect situation right like like for me it was basically like when Shannon got pregnant I was like it's now or I'm not ever gonna do it right. so I had to jump at it and then along with that most time whether it's the situation you broke down or my own it, it has to you got to calculate all this stuff too because I know for me it was like okay if I leave. Because you can't build like, uh, like I can't build a competitive business while working for a business. You know right. what I mean. So if you're if you're in the, uh, I was actually talking to CJ about this with one of his friends. Mm-hmm. He's in, he's uh, in the HVAC industry right, stuff. Right. I mean, if you want to go start your own thing, you got to be careful doing it while you're working for another HVAC right. company. Like you can't really, right. you know what I mean. You can't sell houses for you and then also start for your somebody own. Somebody else, yeah. right? It doesn't work like that. <laughs> So you got to be calculated. So for me, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to live on good terms. So that means getting rid of all my clients, mm-hmm. right? And that means like, Shannon, what does your paycheck look like? And you're going on maternity leave. So what does that pay look like? And how long are you going to be on maternity leave before mm-hmm. you, and then have to go back, you know? Mm-hmm. So I have this timeline, this window, I have your paycheck to rely on. And then by the time you have the kid and you have however long left before you go back to work, I have to either be at a point where I have enough time to be partial stay at home dad or make enough to where you don't have to go back. Right. You know? And so I had to do the math. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, how much do I have saved? Uh, how long is this going to take me? How many clients do I need to accumulate? Mm-hmm. How many hours do I got to put in? Like, and then I got to execute. Mm-hmm. And so obviously I think there's a little bit more pressure in that scenario, which mm-hmm. sometimes works in your advantage to put my back against the wall. And I was like very, very like ambitious about her not going back to work. Mm-hmm. Partially because it's like, I mean, if you go back to work and we, if we ended up needing daycare, I might as well be your whole right. paycheck nowadays. Right, right, it's right. just crazy for good daycare. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm like, okay, that's pressure. That's, that's going to make me hustle. And I just, I had this timeline, you know, mm-hmm. and I knew too that like, okay, if I can get it there the first, however many months, and this makes me sound like a very neglective dad, which <laughs> I'm not, but it was def. I definitely wasn't as present when mm-hmm. in Blake's earlier years. Cause I was trying to figure out how to be a business owner. Right. But like, I also knew that she needs mom. Mom's got milk. Mom puts her down to sleep right. better. Right. Mom's going to wake it's up with her in the middle of the night. Right. I'm like, okay, like, I will be here, but, like, I'm still going to be, like, I'm going to be on the grind. Like, mm-hmm. I'm working weekends. Like, mm-hmm. but that's fine because I'll be on my laptop and you're just sitting there with the baby right. and we'll just, we'll make it work. Right. But, um, 
it was all calculated, you know? So if you can calculate those aspects and like live below your means for the time being, because you're probably going to need to, mm-hmm. you know, I think you can, you can definitely make it work. And it's, it, it's the audit. Yep. Right. It literally comes down to the audit of where you're at, what is it going to take and how long can you sustain it? Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what it comes down to. Yep. Right. Yep. Yep. All right. Last one. I got last one. Uh, this person said, I struggle with knowing how to give back. I'll do it, then I'll fall off, and then I feel bad about it. Is there a simple way to go about it? <laughs> hmm. Give, I guess, like, give back to who would be my question, too. Like, it's, it's like, if we're just talking giving in general, or, like, you know, I, I think at a certain point you outgrow, too. So, like, for example, um, I think giving, go-giving and giving back are two different things. To me, go-giving is, like, when I see an opportunity, if, if, like, I believe that as who I am as an individual, if an opportunity presents itself to help somebody I got to take it. Like, that's my duty as a person. It's like the whole nativity thing. Like, if I see it falling over, I'm picking that shit up. Like, it's just, I have to do it. Um, But giving back is usually like giving back to where you came from, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. So I think there's there's, there's levels to this. So like, when I first graduated and started to become a trainer and uh, the, the director of the program, like, I don't know how you deem this, but deemed me like a successful one from Mm -hmm. the program. He really valued me coming back and talking or doing Zoom calls. And I would do it multiple times a year mm. because I was trying to give back to the other students that were going through that right. program so that they could create something. Um, eventually, like, I couldn't just give my free time. And it ended up getting me a position at um, uh, it was National uh, Personal Training Institute or something like that, MPTI. It's like a technical college for mm. trainers that was connected through the college I went to. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, I can just be a teacher. Now I get paid for my time. I can put right. more effort in, but I can still affect these people. Um, and then if he wants me to do one live talk a year, instead of all these throughout the year, I'll do that. Right. But then at certain points, like now I move further mm-hmm. and I'm more busy. Right? right. So like, I can't do as much, but I'm always here. If you need info or insights, or you can use my name for anything or my content, like right. I do what I can, but then there's like your family. Mm-hmm. And I think like you have a certain responsibility to always help out. You know, mm-hmm. like my dad went through a crazy year last year. And so my brother lives in Texas mm-hmm. and it was my responsibility mm-hmm. to like help in any way I can, right. whether that was just being on the phone with them throughout the week to, to help them out. Or it was like literally me going there and helping them with stuff physically, financially, anything like that. It's like, mm-hmm. even the, the knowledge of like, dad, like I got you like, right. no right. matter what, you know? And so that will never change mm-hmm. no matter what. Um, but like, I haven't been to the college to speak in a couple of years right. because like certain things I think, you know, mm-hmm. scale. So um, I don't know. Like I, I think, if you make it too much of homework, I think that's where it's an mm-hmm. issue, right? Like my dad's not asking me for shit every week, right? But as long as I talk to my dad once a week and I just let him know, like, hey, I'm here if you need anything, that is giving back. That's giving back, right. you know what I mean? So I think, I, I think there's an extent to it. Um, at the same time, if you attach your your purpose and your bigger meaning to it, also I think it's way easier to not fall off of it, right? Because you just know why you're here. Mm-hmm. You know what you're trying to do. You know that that's part of who you are. And if if you really embody that and believe that, then it's very easy to act upon it, right? So. Right. Um, and I'll answer it, you know, again, I don't know kind of how the question was directed, you know, but I'll answer it from a perspective of if you're wanting to give back in a like charitable way, right? Um, and again, because I deal this, deal with this a lot with people asking, um, even if they see or they hear, um, I get random texts and, and people are like, especially towards the end of the year, um, hey, I know, I know you're involved in some other type of giving back. So what can I do to help type mm-hmm. of thing, right? Um, and I actually have people that are like every year around the same time, right? And it's almost kind of like, I don't know if it's the season or if I don't know if it's something that, you know, just, and, and, and they reach out and, and 
I'll be like, yeah, man, this is what we're doing, you know, whatever efforts we're doing at the time. Um, but I think if, if it's kind of pointed towards that way, I think the first thing is just, again, the why. Like, why are you giving back? Like, do you want to give back to help? Do you want to give back? There's very easy ways and simple ways, I guess I should say, um, of giving back as long as it checks certain boxes, whether it's something that's near and dear to your heart, something that you struggle with, right? For instance, like with you, you gave back because that's kind of where you came from through mm -hmm. that school. Um, or is it just in general, like, it just checks a box and it, it, it just makes me feel like a better human by giving back, right? right? Um, because those, I, I always, it, it's shocking to me, but it's always kind of like, those are super easy, yeah. <laughs> right? Like if it literally just, you want to give, you want to buy somebody something, you want to donate groceries. I mean, there's like an endless amount yeah. of what you can do to check that box. I set up a direct deposit right. to a company right. that does it. Yeah. You don't even think about it. Right. So again, if, if it's, if it's that, if it's checking a box, there's, I mean, endless things you can do, right? Um, if it's more of not only checking a box, but you feel like you want to give back, then obviously it's individual to the point of where'd you come from? Is there a need for it? <laughs> Wherever you come from, whether it's a neighborhood, a school, um, a program, I mean, something. Um, but I, I think we get so caught up in the consistency of it or how often should I do it? Right. And I think it's a personal thing for everybody um, where, you know, even the business owners that I know and they want to, again, build up this philanthropy department or whatever. Um, it's one of the majority things that they talk about is, well, I just want to show my employees that, like, as a company, we do more than just whatever it is that we do to produce yeah. whatever we do. Um, and it's like, great. Now, there's going to be some employees there that really don't care. There's going to be some employees there that are going to say, man, instead of giving it away, why don't you give us more bonus or something, mm -hmm. you know, because there's always going to be people like that. But I think for the individual, it really just comes down to the why. Like, yeah. wh why do you want to give back? And yeah. if you can answer that, you'll have a bunch of follow-up questions of, well, I want to give back because XYZ professor helped me and now I want to be that person. Or something. Cool, then go be a mentor at a school yeah. or go be a big brother at the Big Brother or Big Sister Association, right? Um, but it's just really answering that, the why. Yeah. Sometimes it can be pretty simple too. Like I've written this in my, like I've had journals where it's like, what will you give today? You mm -hmm. know, like how will you, you know, yep. and sometimes for me, it's literally, I like write like answer five DMS because I get right. people that ask me questions, very right. in-depth questions about right. their own diet. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I want to be like, you can hire us. Cause that's what we do. Right. Like you're asking me to literally give you right. a diet. Right. And then, but if that's on my list, like I literally will get on voice memo and I will try to break it down as, as mm -hmm. best as I can in a DM. Mm -hmm. But like that's giving back. Right. It's giving back to the, it, it, it 12 years ago, I was a kid reading forums online asking right. people for advice. Right. That's me giving back. Right. You know what I mean? So right. I think sometimes it's way easier than people realize. It's, it's easier, but again, once you define it, right? Because yeah. for me, just a couple of days ago, somebody reached out and, hey, man, I you know really want to run something by you. If you have time, I know you're busy. Like, let me know. I can set something up. I can reach out to somebody else if I need to set an appointment. And it was literally, I, I, was, I think I had just gone to the office and power had gone off or something was happening that I was like, I can't do anything anyway. So I was like, man, you got time for a call right now. And we were on the call for 25, 30 minutes and hung up. And to me, it was, uh, I just, was just on a call with some random person that wanted help with something. And then later that day, I get this long text message and like, man, I appreciate your time. I know you're super busy. And again, so many times we do give back. Yeah. We just don't register it at yeah. that. Right. So again, if you go back and just kind of take inventory on what your daily habits are, I mean, if, if you're working in an office environment, you're giving back. Yeah. Saying hi to somebody, being nice to somebody, being kind to somebody, you're giving back. 
But yeah. if that's not enough, then yeah, obviously ask why it is that you want to do more. Yeah. And sometimes not enough people do that. Like the amount of times I've been stopped, I mean, it's not like that many. There's not that many nice people in the world, but like, like, dude, like your tattoo on your hand is nuts. Like, it's right. so dope. Right. Right. Have a good one, man. And I'm like, man, thank you. Like, yeah. and they just walk off, you know, yeah. or like, yo, where'd you get those boots? Those are sick. And I'm right. like, thanks, man. Like, yeah. tell them real quick. <laughs> right. And I've thought about that. And I've like tried to be intentional. If I see something mm-hmm. cool, like, I'm just going to go tell the person that I think it's dope because that little bit makes you feel right. good. Like, right. Well, and again, we do that. We do a, a lot of what we do on a daily basis for other people. Yeah. Right. So to hear that every once in a while, like I said, for me, it was just that 20, 25 minute call with somebody. That wasn't actually even like that in depth and it wasn't, but again, so many things are common sense to us that yeah, because we've experienced things differently yep. Um, that we feel like it's a no brainer. It's no big deal. But for them, man, it's night and day. Right? Yeah. It can make a huge difference. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Dope. Well, uh, real quick, Instagram handle for everybody. You guys should be following Andres. He's posting constantly and he's uh, a yeah. co-owner of this company. And Andres V. La Tribu. I'll put that in the description for you guys. <laughs> uh, so, I'll put his and myself at Cody McBroom as well as at Tailored Life Apparel. All of those Instagrams, make sure you're following them. If you enjoyed this show, take a screenshot of it and then post it on your story. Tag us. We want to thank you for listening. We want to share it on ours. Definitely. And of course, leave us a five-star rating review if you enjoy the show. Share it with somebody if it is helping you and you think it could help them too. All right, guys. We appreciate you listening. and We'll catch you next time. Peace.